So today we're dream talking with um, one of my favorite people in the world, the original dream talker, Paul Hederman, um, my my teacher, my guru, my mentor, and my friend. And it's pretty crazy uh, for me to say that and mean that. But uh, he is those things to me. And... Um, I think it comes through in this conversation, in this dream talking, in this podcast that we do together. I had sort of set out with the idea of doing a, just a summary of what he calls the message, which is sort of this, this message that he translates or um, channels that comes from some other place, which might sound a little woo-woo, but it's no different than, you know, jazz or anything else, right? It just just improvises and comes through somebody, but uh, instead of musical notes with, with Paul, it's the spoken word. And it centers around a topic that is generally referred to as non-duality. And he has some 12-step recovery sprinkled in there as well. And... Um, I had set out to sort of give a basics of his message and you know, there's no there's no containing the message. Uh, it comes through the way that it wants to come through and it came through, I think, in a really beautiful way. And I think even cooler than that is you get to hear um, two friends talking about this message and what it's done for him in his life and what it's done for me in the past couple of years. It's completely transformed and turned my life transformed my life into something I never could have imagined and um, I think that comes through in our conversation together in his beautiful backyard with the beautiful energy and the birds singing and the wind blowing uh, I hope you get to get a little sense of what it feels like to hang out with Paul in his backyard for an hour or so so I hope you enjoy um, if you do like the video and subscribe I'm supposed to start saying that. I feel like such a YouTuber. All right. I love you guys. Enjoy. All right, let's give it a shot. Um, so I was thinking on the way over about um, I've interacted with the message through a couple different ways, live, which is my favorite by far, and then through YouTube, and then live YouTube, watching you do stuff live, and then Zoom. And one of the things I like about the YouTube videos is they always start in the middle. It's it never, is. there's never like a, cause it was always, you just sort of would talk, and then <coughs> yeah. Mike would just sort of hit record whenever. Yeah. And as a, as a listener, you feel like you sort of just got put into the middle of a talk. It doesn't have that like, as you were yeah, joking, yeah. that sort of action, ready, go feel yeah, to yeah. it. And there's something cool about that, something intimate about, like, it doesn't feel like a performance like a lot of shit on YouTube does. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you yeah. jump on the moving train. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because that that speaks to the verbing kind of quality yeah. of the message um, in a really cool well, way. Well, we so. never have, like, a formal beginning point. Yeah, especially back then. Yeah, so it'd be. It's just it, 
what ignites the the or stimulates the message is people and interest. Yeah. So then it gets it pulls it out and then it goes off and then you're on a little you're like a vehicle, but it's not your gas. Yeah. But mm. you yeah. So something gases you and you do it and then it's done and really basically nothing happened yeah. in the 40 minutes or 50 minutes which is a unique it's a nice phenomenon in a way yeah yeah and because of my you know observing what happened because uh, obviously from the get-go i wasn't doing it but i was observing something being done mm. and so you learn another way you know you don't start from thinking i'm the one that's doing it you learn from I'm not the one doing it, then you learn a lot more in a way about what's happening. So I observed over time, obviously, because finding myself in a lot of different conditions, you know, myself, Paul, you know, physically, emotionally, circumstantially, uh, a lot of different uh, conditions on nights I was sharing, and it, I realized quickly that that which was sharing didn't need me to be in any certain condition. It was just, if it was there, there was, a, there was something, a possibility in the room, it would just go. Yeah. yeah, and so more and more I realize I have nothing to do with it, which is, allows you to keep showing up. Because if, you, if it was you, you would find or have a lot of reasons not to show up. Yeah. So that's why I've gone to the most Paul Hedeman talks because I'd never been there, yeah. really, literally. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the, the vehicle has a say, and it does. It has an opinion about what's happening. And let's say if there's, I think it's inappropriate where I am because people brought me somewhere to speak and it wasn't the right time, but that's just an opinion. Mm -hmm. And then the thing doesn't seem to hold it, and it just does what it does. and basically has no interest or an end game or outcome doesn't seem to it just wants to out wants to express yeah yeah i i would say that the message when i hear it from you there's the the ingredient of an agenda is the least i've come across anywhere else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because the agenda it, it could be they can be one but it has a it moves differently and there can be you know, you can recognize it, that it's, it's sort of like tinny, so to speak. It doesn't have the same timber as something else. So you can tell what's not is having an opinion and what is is overriding it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not berating it or attacking it or anything. It just overrides it yeah. for those that hour or so. Now, the opinions of the head can have us a lot of say during the day, but it really doesn't move much things into activity. So it just yaps as if, you know, you know, I used to drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be able to soon. That's all the, the mental state has left is well, <laughs> the memory of a time threats. when. <laughs> That's right. Past threats. They used to work. Yes. Yeah. I, They're going to work. So, well, it's, you cannot... 
you don't underestimate its stubbornness because it's mechanical. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's the way we take it is it sounds like us, but it's not us. It's mechanical. It's like a if you got a robo call in the vo- your voice, but then you listen, you go, wait a minute, you know, like uh, like sometimes on YouTube there'd be a video. And you know it doesn't come from here because the, the English is weird. They have a statement, uh, some weird, it should have been said, you know, snowing. It was, there was uh, a large amount of precipitation yeah. that appeared to snow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The like, translation doesn't quite come through. It's just weird. So yeah. you can see, you can hear like the roboticness of things. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's mechanical. Yeah, it's two, two of my favorite metaphors from you on um, what the experience is like to get freedom from the mental state. One is seeing it as advertisements, that what you took to be you, you suddenly there's a seeing, there's a little bit of space to go, oh, this mental chatter isn't necessarily me, it's trying to convince me of something. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. From the level of one, it's trying to convince me to act, you know, go out and drink, go out and, you know, go tell that motherfucker, you know, give him a piece of my mind. And then more subtly trying to convince you that you are a long lasting individual separate entity, you know. Well, yeah. But see, for a period of time in its heyday, when it's successful, (laughs) you started from its assumption. Yeah. So it, the, it the was all gravy seen. after that. Yeah. It was finding new weird waves to riff because it was, it can't, it doesn't have an infinite amount of imagination, but it just will, it's sort of like that thing, you know, we were going to stop when, you know, someone stopped us. If no one stops it, it just goes off. Yeah. But then it really ends up biting its, you know, chasing its own tail. And you, sooner or later, you're going to see something, I hope. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, now see we've already, you know, we're usually buying the product line. We already brought the product, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We've taken ourselves to be that. There's no me that did it. There's us taking ourselves to be that that presents an idea of being a me that did it. <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah, so when it shifts and you now you know, you're like you're very sure when the vacuum salesman is talking to you that you don't have any rugs yeah so it it, it you see it differently you know it it's little it falls apart much quicker and it you know it, yeah it's like the emperor with no clothes you yeah recognize it. yeah and that's that's a loss of interest which we will we will get to i want to start um because i've been told people uh stop listening to stuff pretty quick <laughs> if they don't really understand. So I want to sort of start at what I think is the most important and valuable about the Paul Hederman take, the message take on non-duality. So if someone stumbles upon the idea of non-duality and they start searching in the modern context, it's going to mostly be through YouTube. Um, the one thing that I think you present that other people don't, that is by far the most valuable, is everyone else will describe 
what the what non-duality is, and it can become an object. Right. Oh, yeah. It can, and it's sort of even now it's become like an industry, <laughs> right? You can you can put. I, I like to say that, um, like maybe New Age was sort of the cutting edge. It was sort of punk rock in maybe the eighties or nineties, yeah. and then the new cutting edge from that became like non-duality. Non-duality is the like newest punk rock, the newest cutting edge. But even that is becoming commercialized. <laughs> in a way you know what i mean and it's just sort of this never-ending cycle i talk with mike z about this a lot and so it you're you're never going to be able to settle on any one phrase right or any one object because people are always looking for oh careful baby still didn't stop her (laughs) i don't have a ball i don't have a ball i don't i'll just pause it for a second i'll take her in so, no. We can catch up to it. Yeah. You want to pause it? It's okay. It's okay. She probably won't stop okay. for a while. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, but it always happens. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, what I wanted to to try was to see. So I know, like, especially with the zooms, we were talking about something has to fuel sort of the fire for the message to get going, right? I, yeah, well, first with the Zoom, but now it doesn't seem to... It still, it sort of just comes. Yeah, right? now it sort of does. But uh, it, at first, it it needed to uh, sort of recognize, I guess, the the mechanism and then... The new frame? Yeah, the, yeah. it was, yeah, it was weird, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, when you're looking into a screen Yes, it's an alive thing, and it's like, uh, you know, the the message it's is like alive. the you, to me the zoom can be sort of like an insulating quality where two live wires you want to connect. There's mm-hmm. no two obviously, but yeah, the yeah. imagery, which is a spark or a resonance or aha, an aha, I would think was would be more insulated in the zoom. But then zoom, you can have more of a repetition. Mm. Because uh, going to the meeting is easier, so people get into the habit of going every week, so they can hear the message a few times, and I feel the repetition helps. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree. And I think there needs to be repetition with the Zoom more than it does with live. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I know, I've noticed if if the message is a medicine the dose of a live meeting lasts longer (laughs) in in the zoom and i'll if i go a month or so and i haven't been able to i normally call in to the zooms or um just sort of have i'll have your voice in my ear i'll watch youtubes i'll 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 notice i need a little dose of it because it's there it's alive i've I've been coming for almost four years yeah which is crazy to think i don't even recognize my life before it before the message um, but yeah, there's something to, uh, I'll, I'll know there, there'll be this unspoken thing inside of me of like, I need to revisit the message. Well, yeah, that's yeah. sort of like, like in recovery after a while, you would know that if I go to three meetings a week, a certain quality s- is stable. And if yeah. I drop to one or two, I get a little bit of an edge mm. in my, how I react to the day. So you just 
if you have the opportunity, just go to three or four meetings, and then it takes that edge away. So you get to know the dose, let's say, because you already have, the condition isn't intensive anymore, you know, there's been an opening, whatever, so you don't need as much larger dose or more extreme whack, yeah? Yeah. Because the changes or whatever, the possibilities have been entertained and it's a moving force. Yeah? It's not like it's inert and you've got to trigger it. It's moving, so you just need a little when you need it, you know. Yeah, and so there's a quality of it. So when I first heard, I heard about the ideas of non-duality, kind of always, way back, Alan Watts, about 10 years of that and this and that. And then I... I started listening to some, I'll throw names out there, I know you don't like names, <laughs> but Muji, uh, Adi Shanti, Rupert Spira, and um, it was very alive for me, and I was almost like obsessive for about six months, and then I stumbled upon your message, and talking about the non-duality being sort of like the cutting edge punk rock, for, for Nick's personal little story, Paul Hederman's message was the most cutting edge because it's it it pointed to as amazing and freeing as those moments will be when non-duality is described it's going to be claimed yes for sure it's going to be objectified and even though it's mentioned by other teachers out there you hammer it home in every single in every single message in yeah. every single presentation and if it's not hammered home there will be this duality of i get it i'm free uh you know based on circumstances and the situation of of listening to that or going to a thought song and then instantly like you've talked about going to a, a silent meditation retreat or whatever within 30 minutes the head's going to start right back up and claim those experiences of non-duality yeah, yeah. of no self right? yeah yeah and the thing is it's it's looking It shops for it as an experience, which it's not an experience. No. It influences experiences because the biggest experience of an experience is the experiencer. Yeah. That is, an, that is an experience in and of itself. We don't think so. We think we're the one that's having the experiences, but we're really the biggest experience because we seem to be uh, coupled with every experience. So the experiencer wants uh, what it thinks would be peace, which would be an experience, a stabilized experience of peace. Yeah. Yeah. And so it gets frustrated and confused when other stuff comes up that it feels like had to be disqualified because they were in those minutes of peak feeling that they show up and they're really the cause of the obscuring, mm -hmm. right? Or, or for that feeling or that state to change, but it isn't, it's them. It's yeah. the experiencer, yeah? yeah? So I found for me going to talks, I felt something was just wasn't uh, kosher completely, satsangs. So, and I felt they got verified by reading some stuff from Ramana because I would wit I would recognize because a lot of different people wrote about his teachings mm -hmm. 
but they would always have a couple of points that would be emphasized in every one of the writings, like as the problem or the greatest mystery. So I figured that seems to have an emphasis, you know, almost like highlighted. So, and then it would be presented, hey, this is what's happening. There's a presupposing of something as being something else and then wanting to get salvation for itself, so to speak. Yeah, so, and it's a mental activity, obviously. And if that's the case, your spiritual practices are reinforcing that non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? And basically, he was saying that's the case. It wasn't saying if that's the case, he was saying that's the case. That's why nothing works. And then he said the only viable thing would be based on your condition, which would be surrender or self-inquiry. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so surrender and just admit you're not managerial quality and, you know, open up to a, a larger possibility, call it a higher power, whatever, and, you know, thy will is done type thing, and if, if you, or see the origin of the seeming misery, you yeah, mm. see where it's coming from, because you'll recognize there's something already there where it seems to come from, so you're there. Yeah. Uh, and so that would be self-inquiry. He didn't really emphasize anything else. Yeah. First, he emphasized silence, seemingly, because he was. And but he realized, hey, that's not getting through. <laughs> the people have got to see the Simon here. Already so noisy within the mind. Uh, yeah. So here, yeah, self-inquiry. Yeah. And don't do it like a practice or a religion, because it's not. It's the self-inquiry isn't the point. The point is, is to uh, drop into that which already is available. And when you've dropped in, you don't need to ask, well, who's dropped in? Just that's when yeah. you just rest. Yeah. yeah. Or you take it as far as you can go and then you put the ball down and something else picks it up. It's not like you're going to be the hero of the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a re- recognizing that there is no hero of the journey and there's no actual journey be, being ourselves reality that fact negates all the possibilities of arriving. So when you arrive, it usually tells you in one way or the other, hey, it's always actually been this way. So what did that just do? It just negated your whole story of arriving. Because your whole story of arriving somewhere is that you're somewhere else, obviously. How how are you going to arrive in L.A. if you're in L.A.? You can't have that experience. You're in it. <laughs> You've already arrived, so to speak. If you, See, that's the way we think. Wherever we are, we must have arrived. Or we must, and therefore we may be able to go or have to go or we're going to go. That's duality. Yeah. See, when you are what you are, there's no arrival and departing. Yeah. So it negates the whole story of, Oh, I was there, now I've done something, and I've spaced out, and I'm gone. That's the mental, like, you know, with the smelling salts and fainting, you know, all the Uh time. But in fact, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. You are that. And that's that, really. And it doesn't matter how much relevance being not that is presented here, because this is, in a form, a dreaming or an appearance. Yeah, it doesn't have a reality of its own. It's given reality through our dreaming it. Yeah, yeah, seemingly. Yeah. yeah. So one of the biggest it's hit you sooner or later. ingredients in that, I think, is time. Well, it is for yeah. sure. We, yeah, we take time as a constant, and seeing, like, like you're saying, the the idea of going on a journey to find peace, 
means that you're not already at peace. Well, of course, yes. <laughs> you're going on a yeah. journey to find stillness and silence means that you must be moving, or you've already taken it to be that that time is a given. And I think, if I'm understanding the message right, it's it's you've only ever been here. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah nothing. It's not a. It's not a debatable point. <laughs> That's the presentation of non-duality. So it's not, there's not much dwelling on the fact that you're reality. There's dwelling on the assumption that you're not. Because here, that's the relevant direction. You already are what you're looking for. So maybe the looking for it is the problem, is the dilemma. Yeah. So you, it, doesn't, it just changes how the attention is directed. So it's a message, and you, a lot of messages have a direction, yeah, and they're pointing somewhere. In this case, the message is truly pointless because you're there. Yeah. So we no want to look at what we're not. Yeah. Because that's the last place we look. We're looking everywhere else as what we're not, but let's look for what we're not, or for the activity that's implying this image, this sense of being Paul, because it seems to be outdrawing that which has its gone out at all times, which is timelessness. So in time, because this is an addiction in a way, we're addicted to experience and time and this and that. And obviously, if anyone's had been under an addiction, uh, a lot of it is they're like blinders i mean you've got a yeah. fucking very focused very myopic it. view going on yeah. and you're thinking that's all there is yeah but it isn't it's manufactured so if there's an addiction to time then then us and there's an addiction to experience then being would have to be something i'd arrive at and experience yeah <laughs> It can't be now. I mean, because this is now. Yeah. And this is, I want to get out of this. So don't, you, don't tell me that you're complete. This is, you know, you're perfect. No, that doesn't fly. People, you know, they try to affirm that, but it's reinforcing the, actually the denial that else that's going on. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> Just, you see the addiction. So if the addiction is of time, its only way out is through time. And if it's addiction mm. with this experience, the freedom is going to be an experience. But it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, you buy a new car, a Toyota, then you see the model all over the place. Yeah. You know, this is the same thing. Your mind gets like plugged in a certain way and that's the way it sees everything. Yeah. So that's what we're questioning, because most people still, they have a belief that this is an experience. Non-duality is an experience you can have, just like a lot of other experiences. When it's not, it's a fact. It's about the basic, the basis of this whole event. Yeah, it's not about an experience in it. Yeah, so... How, you don't need to convince what you're not of that, because it's incapable of getting it. Yeah, you can. You just see that you get become convinced you're not that, and so the value and what you're, what's being withheld to get this understanding to fit your way of seeing things through time and experience, 
is seen as completely invalid. You just say fucking, you lose interest in it, and there's the meaning that was put in it, which is a huge amount of meaning, gets withdrawn. Mm. Yeah, and so now you are what you're looking for, and in not only that, it stops the looking for yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's what's critical. Because this yeah. is people hear it. I am. Oh yeah, I am what I'm looking for, but there's still so much fucking looking. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the same we, we've been using the story about the big, the guy with the huge bag on his head, super heavy, and his only hope for relief is when he reaches his destination, which is pretty far away, and he's walking. So he's now hunkered down into a very small possibility. Yeah, I can't wait to get to Madras, then I'll be relieved of this giant bag. Mm. And someone sees him and goes, hey, bro, where are you going? And the guy goes, Madras. And of course, he's got a huge story. It's a long trip. You know, I don't know. I don't fuck. But someone has to do, you know, there's a whole lot of investment in it now. And then the guy goes, well, there's a train station right around the block, which the guy was not aware of. So this is what a message can do. Yeah, it's not way. saying we built a new, this, we're going to build a, sub, a station and yeah. there'll be a train come. No, it's it available. already is. You're just telling something that's already so. He's just not aware of it, and it would maybe be helpful. So, all right, and there's this train of Madras every hour on the hour. What? So the guy, and so you think, all right, I've done my job as a good Samaritan. You walk away, then you're walking by the train, and there he is inside with the bag on his fucking head, and you're like, fuck. So all right, I gotta follow the person. Get in the train, so when he gets in the train, hey, bro, you can take it off the head. The train is taking you and it to Madras. It's not the train is taking you with it. No, yeah. you and it. Yeah. yeah. So this is all. This is what satsang is. Yeah, and that, that's. I think that story captures uh, the Paul Hederman message because a lot of um, non-dual teaching stops at leaving them on the train hey we've got an easier lighter path which is sitting on the train but they don't check to see that they're still carrying the bag that's right <laughs> and that's the and whole point this message is there's there's the easiest lightest way which is well, you, exactly you you can i love the metaphor that you use of put your hands uh, put your life in the hands of a higher power and then it will carry you yes to, exactly like yeah. the train yeah so like this the is the point and so what people need to be reminded is, is this, this act of claiming, because it's now, the claiming is that bag. Yeah. 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 And I felt it was under-emphasized where I went to hear satsangs. And so it moved, something moved me to show up at places and get, in, and get it invited. And, you know, I've never left this point because I don't see, I don't feel... If you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the blindness to your own nature. So I feel. And I haven't, that feeling hasn't changed in years now. I, you know, I'm open to it. I would love just say, all right, that's done. Let's just, yeah. we're in empty space. <laughs> Let's think about how we could think about a void as something that's filled with something. Yeah. No, that's, you know, it's, it's not there yeah, yet. Trying to, um, be there to experience their own absence. Yeah, is, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, might as well get to the point, which is, the point is negation in a way. 
You are the affirmation. It doesn't need to be affirmed. Mm. You are the affirmation. What mm. the affirmation is doing is an, is affirming an, uh, an assumption or a misunderstanding or, an, or a seemingly so. It's affirming that all day. Yeah. The affirmation is being used to affirm something. Mm. Now, maybe we lose interest in that something and then the affirmation will be just an affirming. Yeah. yeah. And it's open and available to... Well, yeah, because it's affirming right now as it is. Yes. Yeah, and therefore, wow, it changes the whole... changes all the little minute things that may not be remembered in like a travel log, but are really the, the experiential points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chills you out. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of a lot of things, but... Um, so, like I said, I've been coming to the talks for about four years I've introduced a lot of people to it I brought back before COVID I brought a lot of people to the talks I've introduced people to the Zooms and YouTubes and um, everyone has a similar take most people in my life aren't like you know I work in construction uh, they're not um, going to silent retreats and doing a lot of study they come in sort of fresh which is cool to me. I think they're bypassing so much bullshit. Yeah, by, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> right by coming uh, straight to the message in this way, and I, I shared this with you. My my best friend, my really good buddy. Uh, I brought him to a talk. He heard the word non-duality for the first time, and that night I ta- brought him to a talk in the city in San Francisco. And um, he, so he's been following you on YouTube for a couple of years now, and when I asked him about the first time he came to the talk, he goes, as happens a lot with you, everything went over my head. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. But the thing that stuck with me was his laugh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's probably the best thing I say. Yeah. I wish it could happen on cue. It would would increase my... uh, my attractability. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's a, it's a, it's a surprise to the jack of the box. The jack in the box is surprised by the laughing. There's something about like, um, you can you can argue a point all day, and it's it's so easily caught by the mental state, but then there's like proving something by your actions, and this is how my friend explained it. He goes. I didn't know what he was arguing or what he was trying to, what point he was trying to get across, but I saw someone that was free. Yeah, sure. Right. I saw someone that there, there was a certain confidence without the cockiness in the laugh. And he goes, and slowly over time. So he also listens to uh, Sam Harris and a couple of other speakers in the non-dual world. And he goes, I have to listen to about 20 hours of Sam Harris to get two minutes of what Paul's talking about. <laughs> yeah, you go. It seems like a much more uh, efficient, you know, use well, of your yeah. time to come but this in. Is, this is, uh, we're, a, we're a, minor, a minor roaster. Yeah. Very, very, uh, it's not a... It's not hitting a universal palate. An independent, so independent baker. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, the whole point is just uh, something moves you and you find yourself in seat assignments. You know? If you weren't going to supposed to be there, you wouldn't have. So you show up and 
you don't need to, uh, you know, have your own conditions for uh, showing up. You just show up, and that's that's basically all the condition you need to do. Mm. Yeah. And then it's out of your hands. Yeah, completely. And you know, I have no very. I don't have much of a a vile, uh, hate-filled edge <laughs> yeah. on it. I'm not really looking to get out, get much out of people from the talks. You know, I mean, I've got a plan. We're gonna build a cult. People, yeah. You know, no. It just felt like uh, it's like someone, let's say, who can sing, who wants to sing, but he doesn't sing that well. <laughs> so he's got to have his little. It's maybe in the shower, but for mm-hmm. me, it's sort of at the talks. I get to. Uh, my head likes to run, you know, like free range. Mm-hmm. And some in the day to day living, when you're living like a myopic view, that's what you're getting an interpretation of the day through a myopic view. You know, you need an outlet sooner, somewhere just to remind you that you're not of this place and you're of the space, you know, so to speak. Because you can see how it works. You know, just like the repetition of satsang can be helpful, the repetition of all these beliefs and assumptions that are just cosigned, and not even not overtly, some are, but mostly covertly. Just would, we're just you know nodding our consent to a lot of like that guy used to use the term with media manufacturing consent. Mm -hmm. The head is busily manufacturing consent. Constantly, yeah, yeah, and uh, and if you're not interested in that, there's nothing wrong with that or right with that. I mean, wouldn't you have loved that? You know, a picnic can make your fucking year, but for some people it doesn't. You don't. Something some some people are are uh, they have they have more propulsion in there. They need to find something. Uh, uh, a little more potent than just you know I have the good life you know that's not it's not that doesn't fit them well so this is a way of finding you are what you're looking for and being released from a lot of that seeking and that urge uh, that drives us yeah you can actually be have the ability to enjoy peace of mind reestablished yeah and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, be able to have the ability to fit yourself around circumstances instead of constantly trying to fit them around you. Yeah. All this stuff. So. Yeah, I wanted to just speak a little bit to um, uh, my friends or listeners that are early on interacting with the talks. Uh, Some of the words they'll use is like, it's very intimidating. Like, uh, it seems like this impossible task and journey to end up right here where you are, right? And my my advice usually to them, I'd like to hear what your advice would be, is there's no program. There's like, you'll you'll joke sometimes, there's no belts. It's not a belt system. There's not a level one, level two, level three. And um, the, the mind that's used to living in time and in process and all that, uh, wants to go, well, what's the first step? What's the second step? And what I'll normally say is just keep showing up and, and keep listening. And, and one of my favorite ways that you'll talk about it is 
um, you're not doing it, it's doing it to you. You're not yeah. in the pro you're not doing the process, you're being processed yeah. sort of by yeah. this in a way. And it's it's the it's true humility because you have nothing to do with it. You that you take yourself to be as Paul, as Nick, as Amelia, you have nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it's yeah. it takes the the selfing, the thinking mind a while to accept that. Well the thing is when people put out, you know, they hear that forecast being uh, broadcast. That's not of them. Mm -hmm. And it's based on a large misunderstanding. Because the large misunderstanding is you believe you're somewhere and therefore must be moved or moved to somewhere else. This isn't about that. This is about questioning that triangulation we live as if it's so. Yeah? yeah, it's not. It's not always questioning. Let's say the direction of the GPS. It's the assumption of the GPS that you are somewhere and you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we become addicted to a, this GPS idea, this faith. We have faith, and to me, a GPS is just mimicking the faith we have in the head. Yeah, and so it assumes we live. We we're here, and therefore it's going to take a whole lot of work to get over there as here yeah yeah but we're not here we're not this here this here is mental it's made up it's an interpretation right right here and now at all times is what we're looking for so the immediacy of it will flash and sooner or later in their lives and then you'll get a taste of something that's not of time and is not of geographical position and is not of requirement or or uh controlled uh traits and behaviors it just is yeah. yeah it is before anything wants to be it it is yeah i feel find it very disarming to tell you the truth yeah completely disarming yeah and you know the urban renewal project which was all that drive you know i know i'm somewhere and i shouldn't be there and i want to have the qualities of that somewhere else but it seems really far i interested somewhat but i'm not a fucking you know extreme athlete in a spiritual realm and so basically <laughs> you know i'm just gonna have to say hey it's just gonna be the way it is but the way it is ain't the way it is mm -hmm. it's just an interpretation mm -hmm. in the way it is yeah? yeah not of the way it is it's in it's an interpretation that's still in the way it is yeah, yeah. and uh to me, it's very disarming. One of the, one of the, I love the disarming, and one of the things I'll, I'll say all the time and remind myself is the loss of interest. Um, yeah, for I, sure. I love the ideas you'll say of like um, people want freedom, but the only actual freedom is freedom from needing to be free. For sure, yeah. It's a need, you know. A loss of interest. What in has the need, the need to be liberated isn't you, so you're liberated from that. Yeah. Just like that which believes for it to have liberation has got to go through a whole lot of shit and shit and shit and shit. You're freed from that idea of liberation. Yeah. So basically, just the, the invitation of non-duality and being around its neighborhood, which is everywhere, so you can't be far... <laughs> 
is going to influence all these drives and these momentums and these preoccupations we're not privy to, we're not on it, we don't see it. Yeah, we're constantly a ball of ag agitation and activity. You know, we're pictured as a f physical thing, but we're not. The physical thing is a minor player in what's going on. Yeah, it's more a vehicle. And, and it's an image to represent being a doer and a thinker and a feeler, but it's the doing and thinking and feeling. This is really, and it's, again, it's the doing, thinking, feeling, and then having that translate into a doer, a thinker, and a feeler is just a sloppy fucking interpretation. It's sort of like trying to hurt cats, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't work. So basically, uh, You can see something, that's all. You start seeing an interpretation which you used to take as living, yeah? You, as, you remember when, when you were a kid, you running around like crazy, and then one day you ran into a room and it was accompanied by thought, and then everything was accompanied by thought for a while. And then the thoughts became the dominant thing, then the room. And yeah. the activities that I was doing was the thoughts about the activities and the thinker of all the thoughts about the activity. Yeah. And it just got, it became a preoccupation. And it's sort of like watch when people, young people now, they're looking on a phone, they're in a beautiful park, <laughs> the cherry trees are blossoming, there's, there's dogwoods, and all they're doing is looking at their image. Yeah. So basically, all that attention and interest that could have been just like, you know, consorting with all this beauty that was being demonstrated is just fixated on an image of an image, mm -hmm. you know? It's mm -hmm. sort of like a vertical pool of Narcissus constantly looking at things yeah. to see an image of himself. It's just... It makes me think, uh, when the message really landed the feeling was like being a kid again. Yeah, you can laugh, everything's live. Yeah, you feel alive, like right now. There's a lot of liveness here. Yeah. And you, f you feel, uh, you're not, you're on the beat. You're not observing the beat, <laughs> yes. and you're not missing the beat. You're on the beat. You're totally, like when you're clapping, it's at the right time. Yeah. It's not like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're on it's, the wave. You're, you're on it. On you're the on shore it. Looking and, at it. Yeah. and basically, you've always been on it. It's not like a heroic thing. It, it takes a lot of effort and thought. I'm staying. You know, no. The whole, the really, what takes a lot of effort and thought is believing you're not on it. Yes. That, and that takes a whole lot of effort and thought, <laughs> and a lot of reinforcement, and yes. a lot of fucking. Uh, insinuating and implying and yeah. suggesting and you know it, it's so funny when people start um maybe meditating or the, you know Eckhart Tolle type, type stuff the power of now they'll go I you know I feel so great when I'm present but it feels like so much work to be present <laughs> it's so funny yeah, because that that which is telling the story that it takes work to be present is is actually what is as you're saying, working so hard all the time to take us out of the moment. Well, yes, it's because it's not a product. It's it appears in a moment. It's not a product of the moment. Yeah. It's a product of time, past and future. Yeah, and what I think it's got to be remembered. The the only teacher I've heard say and emphasize um, 
you can't be out of a moment. Trying to get no, into the moment is... <laughs> it implies, once again, a misunderstanding, or yeah. let's say a false belief, you know, that you could be out of a moment. You're giving, like, superpowers to something that can't fly. <laughs> yeah. You are, really. And then, then of course, it's going to seem almost impossible to ever escape its clutches, yeah. because you've given it giant talons and fucking these powers of a all-compressing bear, but it's yeah. not true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you can't be out of a moment. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Yeah, you can think you're out of the moment, but that's the moment. Yeah, you can think you're in way, way in another place on the planet and in another time, but it's now. You're, all that's happening now. There's no escaping it. Yeah, that's the hope. It's so funny. It's not like, you know, incredible 30 stanza physics fucking equation. It's just simple. Yeah. See the selfing, which is a mental activity that's always implying there's a you, there was a you, there's going to be a you, therefore you are that you now. It's constantly, it has to constantly work at picturing you somewhere at some time because you're not there, literally. Mm -hmm. So it has to constantly work. What so doesn't have to say much. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. So what you are speaks louder than what that head says, truly. Yeah. You just need to to have a little uh, it's like borrowing, you don't have to even to buy them. At satsang, you just borrow a pair of glasses, and then you see things anew. Mm -hmm. And then once the misunderstandings are seen as just that, things are going to crumble, and other, other you know, buildings are going to take their place. You don't have to be, you're not the manager of it, nor are you the c contract worker. You're just going to observe it. You're going to see things will change. And what will resonate is, you know, blue is blue and red is red. You'll have an incredible sense of authority without having to have an authority. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it'll just ring true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, why would it, you know, to me, there is a last bell. There is a last answer. There is uh, an end yeah. to stuff. There is. Yeah. I don't call it death. Yeah, I call it awakeness, really. And we're already awake. But when it becomes, when you're, when you, as this event, become awake to being awake, not it being awake, yeah. but being awake. Yeah, it's not Paul has awakened, it's being awake. Yeah. So now Paul, had, in its limited little ability to comprehend and cognize, is aware of something. <laughs> yeah, that's way bigger than it. Because there isn't anyone. It's this is just like a cloud passing through the sky. It's realized the sky finally. Mm. <laughs> Instead of thinking the sky is just a vehicle for cloudness, you yeah. know, no, it's realized there's a sky and then there's this appearance. Yeah. So it uh <laughs> it's like a forced humility. Yeah. It realizes that a lot has gone on with me having nothing to do with it. Yeah. And yeah. so and, and us, awakeness is the same. I don't believe anyone becomes awake. 
I don't. I think, how could you become what you already are? It'd be very hard to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you finally arrive, it tells you you've never left. So what do you want to believe? That thing that says you arrived or the fact that you've never left? Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of experiences. Um, I, I listened to a few other interviews you did um, between yesterday and today, and then obviously I've heard people ask you in Zooms a lot. And I love when people so earnestly will say, okay, you know, I understand all of this, but how can I get it, right? And you'll, <laughs> you'll always say, you can't get it. And the, the flabbergasted look on their face, <laughs> <laughs> because I know in that time, I believe you're speaking to the cloud, saying, cloud, you'll never be the sky. Yeah, you can't get it. <laughs> you can't yeah. get it. Because you're trying to get it as a cloud. Yeah. You're not, see, because there would be no getting it as the sky. Yeah. So if there's a wanting to get it, it's coming from a cloud point of view. Yeah. And let's just question if, uh, if you are that cloud point of view. And then that getting that has so much meaning and drive will lose all, all importance because you'll realize you're this guy. Yeah. 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 So there's no, and you'll see it's reverse engineering. You'll see exactly why things were going the way they went was this, this stubborn identification as the cloud at all costs. Yeah. Was what's was actually what was obscuring quote unquote the cloud. So if the cloud is obscuring the cloud, how is it going to get everything out of the way? If it's the fucking <laughs> it's the, way, yes. you know, the obstacle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just, you lose interest in it. It continues. One you of know, my favorite ways, a, a good little check-in to, to see if I'm seeing from the cloud or from the sky. And I'll say this with some of my good friends that all know the message. Um, is I'll, they'll say something about the latest problem in their life or I'll talk about the latest problem in my life and then we'll go, well, you're fucked, <laughs> right? Which yeah. is another way of, you're never going to get it. And how that hits me, most of the time will be a sense of freedom and lightning and traveling a lot lighter. Oh yeah, the cloud is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it won't solve this problem. No. Yeah, Nick is fucked. <laughs> the the quote self the ego is fucked and if there's heaviness around that i it kind of instantly shows me it, sh it shows what i am oh you're identified as this and, well you're not identified yeah it, there's, there's an, an identification, identification of this yeah. and, and i heard a definition the other day and maybe i'm late to the party on this one but to identify means to make yourself the same as so it's similar to identical Right, the yeah. same as, yeah. and, and when I heard that, I go, "Oh, that's that's what we are doing when we quote identify. When there's an identification, there's a belief you are identical to this fear of yes, being fucked, exactly. or, this fear or of... you could say, you know, this what they used to say, uh, we're made in the image of God. So yeah, yeah, we're made in the image of the mental God. Yeah. So it's image of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're identified as. Again, I've I noticed in a couple of interviews people done with you, they'll be like, man, I'm so down with all of this. So would you say that it's God that's doing, you know, the the seeing? Or is it 
who's the seer? Who's the, they still want to pin it on yeah, yeah, something, for sure. and and the stubbornness of wanting to pin it seems to never go well, yeah. away. Well, that's the subject objectness. Yeah, that's duality. Yeah. See, we are we're not in duality. We're the presenter of duality. This this composite thing yeah. going on. This whatever. It's not a thing, obviously, but this is is the movement that carries and offers and projects duality. Yeah. So we're not that. See that? It doesn't mean it's not going to appear that way. It is going to keep appearing that way. But, you know, to be free of the glove, you don't need to be free of the glove. You just know you're the hand. Yeah. And the glove yeah. can be there. Seem yeah, to be and how there. you arrive at knowing you're the hand is you realize you're not the glove. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't arrive at knowing that you're the hand through the glove. You real you realize you're the hand by realizing you're not the glove. That's yeah. basically the direction we're trying to share at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people want to get want to know the hand from the glove. Yeah. Which is all you're going to do is know more gloves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You're only you're only going to be able to see the hand as a component of the glove. Yeah. But if you see you're not the glove, then you find out you're the hand. Yeah, in that right there, I think one of the unique qualities of the Check Zen... Check out this beautiful bird. It's a mockingbird. It's giving oh. us a show right oh here. Oh, my God. See it? Yeah. It's going to sing sooner or later. Go up to its little microphone on the tree over there. Start going off. Yeah, these start come every year. Cool. Right. Yeah, one of the. There he goes. Yeah. He's practicing a little. One of my favorite um, ways to summarize what the message has done in my life is uh, made me available. Yes. Yes. To this. Yeah. The mockingbird. Yeah. It's it's like a psychedelic state, but it's more. It's like even more real and present. Yeah. It's it's HD. All five and six senses. Yeah. Here and now. Yeah, it's an upgrade for yeah. sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's an upgrade. Yeah, you were sent to the Apple factory in the. Fucking upgrade you. You're refurbished. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eyeball 11. <laughs> <laughs> Takes better pictures. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Audio is good. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I think that's a pretty good place to end. All right, good, bro. Let's um, see what time it is here. Uh, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll just do a little bit of uh, go to zenbitchslap.com and uh, check out Paul and his talks check them out on youtube and again i want to emphasize seeing you live is um as good as it gets so you're going to well, remember that may not be always available <laughs> yeah that's why i'm saying <laughs> oh, it's okay. that's what i'm saying since limited limited time here that's on right. planet earth that's right you're going to be in italy in september <laughs> i hope no we don't know <laughs> we, don't... we have to get the people to, uh, well, hopefully a up. couple of listeners here will uh, people take... keep getting the message too well 
yeah, you, you don't have to go anywhere. So they are. <laughs> Why does, does that Italy? include Italy? Well, yeah, it does include Italy, but it's worth the trip to I see. I hope them you want to go. Yeah. I, 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 personally, I would love to go. I am not in a situation with my life and my family, but please, listeners, buy some tickets. Oh, Go yeah. see him live. It'll be a, a once in a lifetime. You can you can listen to Cold Train and Miles Davis now on a record, but nothing would have beat seeing him live. Don't miss this chance to. Uh, well, you can go to Colorado. We're having a retreat there in June. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Colorado too. Or just or come out happen, here in California yeah. like yeah, I do because yeah. I'm lazy. And... But don't come at all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Paul. That's fine. Yeah, thank right. you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.